you need to be able to describe the concept of insolvency as defined by the Corporation Act of 2001 and explain alternate actions for insolvent companies, including voluntary administration, liquidation and receivership. The purpose of the Corporations Act is to set clear rules about how companies are formed and operated in Australia. The Act is administered by the Australian Securities and Investment Commission, or otherwise known as ASIC. Within the Act, solvency and insolvency are defined as a person is said to be solvent if and only if that person is able to pay all their debts as and when they become due and payable. On the other hand, a person is said to be insolvent when they are not able to pay all their debts when they become due and are payable. In other words, if a company doesn't have sufficient profit or cash flow to pay its debts, it is said to be insolvent. Insolvency is often a consequence of poor financial management, including overstocking, poor budgeting, poor credit policies, too much debt, no internal control, poor cash flow. Insolvency can also occur because of external factors as well. So things like natural disasters, economic collapses can also impact insolvency. Company directors are legally responsible for the solvency of the company. Company directors can be charged with a criminal offence if they continue to operate whilst insolvent. There are three actions for insolvent companies, voluntary administration, liquidation and receivership. These will be discussed next. One of the actions for an insolvent company is voluntary administration. If a company is insolvent or heading towards insolvency, directors or a creditor may appoint an administrator who is an external accountant qualified as a liquidator to take over the running of the company affairs. By doing this, any other creditors cannot take any action without court approval until the administrator can assess and organise the distribution of any assets to meet the company debt. The administrator calls a meeting with the creditors and they are required to submit proof of the debt that is owed to them. The administrator has the ability to continue running the company if it is deemed the company can overcome the debt that is owed for example, by selling off specific assets. Another alternate action for insolvent companies is liquidation. If after the administrator assesses the company's financial affairs and the value of the assets that exist, and it is not considered viable to continue operating the company, it is placed into liquidation. Shareholders may vote on a voluntary liquidation, but it is usually done by a court order. An independent accountant who is qualified as a liquidator is, is appointed to wind up the company. 
the accountant is required to sell all the assets of the business, pay each creditor that is owed money a percent of the amount that is owed, investigate the conduct of the directors and other office holders and potentially why the business has gone into liquidation and dissolve the company. Another action for a company heading towards insolvency is receivership. A secured creditor, such as a financial institution, may appoint a receiver when there is doubt over the company's ability to repay the debt that is owed. A secured creditor holds a form of security, such as land, plant and equipment, cash or stock over the company's assets. It is the receiver's role to sell the secured assets and then pay the debt owed to that creditor. When a company is deemed insolvent, there is an order of fund distribution that is to take place. The first people to be paid by the company are the liquidator, administrator or receiver. The second group of people to be paid are secured creditors. So that is those creditors who hold some security over the company, such as a non-current asset, e.g. land. The third people entitled to be paid are the employees. So if there are any outstanding wages, superannuation or annual leave owed, then this is paid accordingly. The fourth group of people are unsecured creditors. And finally, shareholders. And it's important to note that some of the shareholders or even the unsecured creditors may only be paid a portion of what they are owed.